Hey, I'm Andrew. I'm Chris. We're the hosts of True Believers, a comic book podcast, our weekly show about all things comics. Welcome to our fifth episode. In our third episode, we went beyond tomorrow to discover the destiny of the DC universe. And today we're going back. Back to the future state. I'm sorry. (laughs) I've been waiting two weeks to say that. Yeah, we can tell. You have been, yeah, you've had this title unlocked for a good minute. As soon as we decided we were doing our first Future State episode, I was like, yo, when we go back and read them, you know, we should call it. And I literally could not resist. So I'm sorry, everyone. It was necessary. Um, So, yeah, in our third episode, we discussed um, the Future State. What is it called? The Sampler? We discussed the Future State Sampler. And then we actually read some of the comic books. We it's only two issues for the most part most of these were only two issues long which i was not aware of because i clearly didn't do enough research so here's the thing we both didn't do enough research on that because i thought that future state was the new thing they were doing but it turns out that it was infinite frontier and when i said i had already read um the future state wonder girl with yara floor i was wrong because yara floor is the wonder woman of future state and i had read (laughs) infinite frontier wonder girl number one yeah, we were both wrong. So, whoops. But, you know, we were right this time because we actually read them. <laughs> so, we, I read a lot of these, actually. I was even reading some of them earlier today. But I think today we're just going to discuss our three, just three each, right? Yeah, and then we're going to go over the one that we both really wanted to read. Um, we Man actually read a... Of War, <laughs> Body Man. I was just going to pretend like we weren't going to go right to that one. I was going to, like, <laughs> leave some mystery, but it is what it is. We wanted to see Big Titty Ho Superman, okay? It, that and we did. We did. So, um, Kristen, we'll let you start, right? Yes. Okay, so for starters, of course, you know, I had to go up for my girl, Yara Floor. I read um, Future State Wonder Woman, and it was really good. Um, I would say from one to five stars, I would probably give it five stars. Um, it was really good. It was about um, Yara Floor uh, journeying into the greek underworld to rescue one of her fallen amazons her best friend um, potira and it was so indescribably good first of all i love seeing our beautiful brazilian amazons because they did um end up coming to her rescue a little bit at the end not to spoil anything um but yara this the whole story was really about learning a lesson And I feel like a way that the other Future State stuff I was reading wasn't, those were more like direct stories. This was like, this is what we do when this happens. I was like, okay, okay. I was ready for it. And it reminded me of this, um, the serenity prayer or whatever, you know, uh, God give me the serenity to accept the things I can't change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that kind of was what this was for Yara Floor. She was learning all about, um, like patience and just different ways to solve problems because they established that Yara has like a really hot temper and she is not patient, but um, she like learns from her friends and from her um, environment that even though she can't always change what's going on, um, she does as much as she can and she just keeps going, which I really think is cool. And um the story was kind of giving Orpheus and Eurydice. I was like, okay, okay, you know. Yeah. I actually read this one earlier today too. And yeah, she was definitely hot tempered and would mostly act on impulse, right? So yes, especially with her killing a hydra and she's like, I right, this thing is dead after she cuts off its head. And then it grows back all of its heads and she's like, I I'm going to keep going, though. 
<laughs> that's how it starts so you know she's coming in a little hot but the thing that really got me about how her having such a hot temper was that they were in a situation where her friend told her hey i need you to be patient we're gonna get you through this it's gonna be okay uh she gets tired of waiting and just starts busting stuff up and then here's the thing they're like you need to be quiet calm down why does this whole let out a war cry like xena she's like ah and i was like I'm I'm sitting there reading it. I'm looking at the page like you were told one thing. One she got thing. Mad because she couldn't get past that little arm bar thing to get into hell or the underworld. And she got mad and rips this thing off and screams. And it's like one of those little turnstile things that's like in like subways and stuff. Like I yeah. want you guys to all know that this was ridiculous. I was like, Absolutely. ma'am. Two minutes prior, she said, Hey, we just gotta lay low. Don't say anything. Don't do nothing crazy. Two minutes later, she's ripping this thing off. She was like, no. How about that? <laughs> you know what I do? What I want. Period. Um, And <laughs> we find out that she has a Pegasus named Jerry. Oh, yeah. Jerry. Jerry was so cute. Like, um, even when y'all was in despair kind of at the end, I feel like uh, the arrival of the other Amazons and Jerry, obviously, um, it helped center her and just reminded her, like, you know, you... You can be happy, you know. You just gotta keep going, kid. I was like, you just gotta keep going, kid. I don't know, and I feel like this, the story did a really good job of showing Wonder Woman as the bridge between uh, the gods and the mortals. Like even like different kind. Obviously, Yara Floor isn't a Greek Amazon like Diana. She's a, she's Brazilian. Like she's an Amazon from the Amazon, which I think is really cool. Um, I don't know. It was just it was really cool to see because since I don't know my whole life because my mom is really into Wonder Woman. Um, and I love comic books. I've always seen like the like the Themyscirian Amazons and their like kind of Greco Roman vibe. Their outfits. Yeah. It was just cool to see their different like armor. The like the oh paint. yeah. I was like they were and they were all so beautiful. I was like what the art was so gorgeous. And that's really all I have to say about it. So the story think- it did a great job with only two issues. It told a complete story, and it was. Um, it was heartbreaking for a little bit too and it was like actiony too all in two issues in 80 pages it did all of that yeah really really good i've always said that my favorite kind of tv show is a mini series or a limited series because that's the hardest thing to get right to be able to tell a complete story and tie up everything and give a satisfactory ending i don't even necessarily mean a happy one but in a short amount of time that is a sign of a master storyteller mm-hmm that's really all that can be said. Please read Future State Wonder Woman. It's really good. Five stars. And Andrew, I'm going to let you talk about Future State Immortal Wonder Woman. All right. And just so we know, um, it was written by Joelle Jones. That's who did it. And I think she also did the illustration, right? I believe she does her own art most of the time. So, yeah. Yes, she did. So that was written and illustrated by Joelle Jones. And she did an amazing job. It was amazing. So to kind of piggyback off. Oh, of and she's going to be doing the... Uh, infinite frontier wonder girl which is really good too so oh yay yeah i think you said that last time too when we talked about future state before i had to make sure everybody knew so to piggyback off of you um i read immortal wonder woman which i thought was fantastic it was written by becky clunan and michael conrad and jen bartell did the illustration on this and let me tell you jen bartell did a fantastic job she everything she did it was like honestly some of the best wonder woman 
uh, artist I have ever seen. It was so good. It was beautiful. Loved it. And she did such a great job of just making, because Wonder Woman is aged, right? So she did a good job of making her like gorgeous, but still clearly like in her 40s, you know? She was 45. I did look at, I didn't read it, but I looked at some of the illustrations and I know exactly what you meant. 45. Yes. So good. Um, but basically the premise of this is, sorry, there's going to be a lot of spoilers for the rest of this podcast, y'all. So just so you know. Um, basically the premise of this one though was wonder woman is at the end of time which i said in the previous episode but she's at the end of time um basically the whole world all humans are basically dead there's just a few amazons left what's his name dark side found the anti-life equation which was basically undoing all of reality itself that's how you solve anti-mat or anti-life and what happens is so wonder woman's on earth and she's like talking to swamp thing who's like the last thing alive besides the amazons and she's like okay I don't know what we're going to have to do. Maybe we're going to have to find a new planet. I don't know. But like, we can't just give up. And then all of a sudden she looks up in the sky and there's like something falling through the sky. And it is Superman and Darkseid because Darkseid's coming to Earth to like bust some shit up like he usually does. Superman's old. He's aged because, again, this is the end of time. I don't know how he's even lived this long, but that's what happens. So he crashes into Earth. They're all fighting, whatever. Basically, the only way that they can beat Darkseid is Superman throws his ass into the sun, starts just beating the shit out of him. And that's it. The sun explodes because it was wild. This is all in like the first issue. What? Yeah. Crazy. Um, So Batman's dead, obviously. Hal Jordan is dead. (laughs) Now Superman's dead. So because the sun just exploded on him, you know, not even Darkseid can survive that. Apparently it was crazy. So she has his Hal Jordan's ring around her neck and she has Batman's utility belt and she has Superman's cape. It's really cute. It's really heartbreaking because now she is the sun just exploded, right? There's earth exploded. So it's really heartbreaking. She's the last thing alive and she's just floating through space trying to find anything. And all what you know what she finds? What? She finds the specter. He's just sitting up in a space what? station somewhere. Yeah. Like the Legion of Dooms. He's the only thing still alive. And he's like, basically what happens is he says, I have lived a long life. I've done it all. Like my whole thing was vengeance and revenge. That's what my whole MO is. But you know, Earth just got destroyed. There's no, there's nothing left. I have no purpose in life anymore. So Wonder Woman kills him, puts him out of his misery. Yeah. He's like, I want to die. She's like, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) So so sad. This is heartbreaking. She's flying through space, having like a mental breakdown because, you know, she should. It's so sad. It was horrifying to watch read but what happens is the undoing like i said was the anti-life equation and it is basically just this monster cloud in space that's killing everything destroying everything undoing everything like elias from loki pretty much except like cosmic scale and a lot worse it has destroyed like literally the whole universe like and what's left is just diana in space on the legion of doom spaceship it starts taking over diana she starts losing the fight she's like sitting in this world of blackness and she's just sitting there talking about how she only has hope and love left. And I was like, this is the saddest thing I have ever read in my life, probably. <laughs> it's so sad because she's losing. And you know what she does? She gives into hope one last time and she clashes her little bracelets left and creates. I don't know what it was exactly, but basically like a big bang again. So she brought hope back into a new universe. She made what? stars in the worlds again. Yeah, it was so cute. So Diana went so far to the future and got so old and powerful that she became God and started a new Big Bang. She created a whole Big Bang. She recreated the universe again. And that's the end of time. Also the start of new time. And that's how it ends. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but what would you, what, how would you rate that? 
this one was definitely a five. Um, like I said, the artwork was some of the best artwork I've ever seen. Beautiful. And period, Miss Jen Bartell. Jen Bartell, thank you for your service to this because it was gorgeous. But yeah, no, it was amazing. I would definitely read this again. That plot twist at the end did not see coming, but it was heartbreaking, the whole story. And then it was like hopeful and then it was good. Except Superman died. I never want to see that. And you know what? When I was reading Future State Superman versus Imperius Lex, I, first of all, five stars. I thought the story was really good. Um, But it was a teeny tiny bit raggedy, which is why I couldn't give it five. I was horrified. I thought I was going to see Superman die. And I was like, what? Basically, Lex Luthor's raggedy ass has gone. (laughs) He's gone interstellar. He's on his own planet called Lexor. And there are aliens living there, or I guess they're the people of the planet, and he's the alien. And he's got, like, businesses and stuff all set up. And they're like, oh, everything is plentiful on Lexor because he's ruling them through a a propaganda campaign. That's the only way to to describe it. Like, (laughs) he... He is literally like gaslighting these people. They're like, oh my God, Lexor is so rich. We're making these robots. Life is so good. You know what he's doing? Uh, something evil. I don't know what it could yes, be. Yes, of course. And I was looking for the trick immediately. He is go- having his robots go around on other planets and like rob these people blind. And then he brings all the goods back to Lexor. And he's like, look, look at how awesome everything is. But Superman, of course, being Superman, and I was wrong last time. I thought it was going to be like John because, you know, that's what they were doing with like Superman, Wonder Woman, um, <laughs> Superman and Metropolis. You know, I thought I was like, oh, it might be John versus like, no, it's regular old Clark. And can I say Clark is looking <laughs> looking a little bit dilfy today, Mr. Kent, because whew, he was so <laughs> fine. I was like, you know, I thought with the the Mikhail Hanin or I, I never remembered if it was Yanin or Hanin, but either way i'm very sorry sir um i thought that was like gonna be the peak of sexy superman for this but no it was not because i was like whoo and then lois i was like they were still together lois is like the galactic ambassador from earth lexor's raggedy ass planet they send in a request to join the galactic i didn't write down what it was called it was like the federation of planets or something like that um and they send lois out as a representative to you know to check on the planet and see what's going on you know basically mm-hmm. do a little digging she they send a survey team they find out that there's something that's incredibly valuable on lexor and lex of course is up to his old raggedy ass business he's like kill the survey people and <laughs> superman comes in and he's like uh you are not finna kill lois but lexor is under a red sun of course he is why wouldn't he be exactly and so superman is not as effective and like literally there is like squads of people lex would you know he'd be wearing them raggedy ass robot suits and clark and lois get away but you know only barely but the kicker is spoiler uh, they what the valuable thing was it was some kind of rocks or something that make energy and there's an ongoing energy problem across the their little galactic federation group or whatever and so Lex is like, oh, the reason why he was like, I'm gonna kill the survey people and y'all gonna have to get off is because the people were gonna starve on Lexor. And he was like, oh, well, if I have these, I could just sell them. But Superman, you know, Clark, he's a little bit of a petty person himself. Why did he copy the, the structure of these like energy crystals? And he cloned them. Oh, yeah, that 
and that then petty and just gave them away and then it's obviously Lexor's little crystals ain't worth nothing so that's amazing Le- <laughs> He takes the the wheels out from under Lex. And, you know, Lex, part of his ego thing is that he cannot stand to be second to Superman. So he is, like, miserable. And then even more, some more bullshit happens. But honestly, that's when I, mentally, I had checked out by the time I read that Superman solved the energy crisis. So. Well, um, Superman versus Imperious Lex was written by Mark Russell and the artist was Steve Pugh. Where are you at with Future State, Cars or L Superwoman? Cars or L Superwoman. I, overall, I really like this story. Um, also, side note, it's, I've read a lot of these Future States because overall I've actually enjoyed them. And Clark comes back in so many of these. I was like, does this man ever just die somewhere? Like, <laughs> at the end of time, I was like, everyone's like, where's Superman? Oh, it's okay. He's still alive in space somewhere. Like, it's, he just never goes away. <laughs> But um, that has nothing to do with Cars or L. What I think is funny about it, though, is that I read, um, I was going to read seven of these stories, but I only read six because I thought Green Lantern was really boring. But I have not seen Superboy once, like original Superboy, Connor. Like, I I know (sighs) I said I didn't think he was suited to be Superman at all. But like, damn, did he just die off in the future? Dude, I don't know. Because I even read House of L, which was terrible, by the way, don't read it. And um, he wasn't even in the House of L. Like, it had all these other Kryptonians that will probably never show up again, ever. What about and Seg L, like, you know, who can't be Black, according to... <laughs> even he wasn't there. All these Kryptonians and none that we know of was like... Actually, I lied, because you know who shows up at the end? Clark. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he's dead. He has to be dead, because this happens after War World, which we'll talk about later. Um, and... You know, everyone's thinking Clark's dead and he shows up just to kick everybody's ass. I was like, dude. But <laughs> I really enjoyed the Kara Zor-El Superwoman story, even though I would say like four stars because I read it too. But even though it wasn't what I was expecting, I mm-hmm. when you said Kara Zor-El on the moon, you were really on the nose with that one. Um, she was living her best alien life. She was, she was gardening. She was gardening. She was just lifting rocks and making dams on the moon. I was like, go for you. Good for you, Kara. This is what you deserve, kind of. But um, so Kara Sorel on the moon, also known as Future State Kara Sorel Superwoman. Sorry. Why didn't they just call it Future State Superwoman? I don't understand that because that's such a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, right. It was it's such a long title, but it is written by Marguerite Bennett. And the artist is by your favorite Marguerite Savage. They're both my favorite jokes on you. I saw what they did on Bombshells and they were given what it was supposed to be gave with this one. It was really, you know, I should have seen the 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 tone of the story coming just by like who wrote this. But it still it still got me a little bit. So Kara's on the moon, like, she's just gardening, she's doing her thing, you know, she's off just doing whatever Kara wants to do. She's protecting refugees is what her whole thing is. And first of all, actually, scratch that. So, like, what happens is she's on the moon because she wants to go gain inner inner peace and stuff, right? Now she's like a pacifist and whatever. And what happens, is it Jonathan Kent that she's fighting? Because she got into a fight with one of the the L children. Yes, I'm I think pretty it was sure Jonathan Kent. I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan, and it's whatever happens in Superman of Metropolis that neither one of us read. Oh, oh, that's right. She gets into a fight with him because he shrank the city down. Remember? Oh yeah, like the bottle city. I think I didn't read this. 
yeah yeah he shrunk down metropolis and she's like you can't do that and he's like yeah i can which i didn't read this which i probably should because apparently it set up a lot of issues in other future states but i'll get back to it but anyways (laughs) so she gets into a fight and i think she loses and she's like just angry because this is back when Kara was angry all the time first of all if you lost this how Uh, yeah how you're like at least 80 years older than this man and you've come into your powers way before this half alien did exactly and you've been using them using them but what i really liked was that most of the story um was about car protecting others which is something that i think she excels at because of the way that she was sent to earth to be clark's Mm -hmm. protector it's become like a core part of her personality and a lot of it was really focused on like not just because i think she was more mostly focused on the legacy of her family like the titular house of l um but her personal legacy that she left behind after her um and healing honestly like i kind of this is gonna sound bad but because of who was on the red hood and outlaws team i kind of thought that that was me that this is my bad i thought the red hood and outlaws would be like focused on healing and like i was like okay so we're healing and we're moving on but we didn't but that's what they gave in future state cars or superwoman yep she has came into peace and whatever so basically what happens is she's out here gardening and whatever and she's all pacifist she's just a happy camper but for some reason the refugees hate her which i didn't understand in that part like well, they hate i didn't her think they were better. hate her she was they were like afraid of her i mean but still she's just trying to lift trees for y'all and stuff like let this woman be happy and you know but you notice in every single panel they were side-eyeing her like crazy they were like Ooh, crazy they're waiting for her to snap yeah they were so she's out here protecting these people and then like a spaceship crashes into the shield and she's like oh no i gotta go figure out what that is and what is it, Christian? A Another blue refugee. child. A child. It was so... I was wrong. I thought it was going to be Brainiac. Remember, I said that before. I was wrong. It's a child that we've never heard of. Her name is Lenari, and she is from the Star Swamp asteroid. Crazy stuff. So, basically, <laughs> this child is, like, insanely powerful because she has this thing called the Starfell Gem, and that's a whole thing. So... She's super powerful, and she just beats the shit out of Kara for no reason. And the Kara's like, why are we fighting? Like, I don't want to. First of all, Kara's like, girl, this is my moon. This is my moon. How are you going to come up here and start beating my ass? <laughs> On my moon? <laughs> On my moon? I'm trying to protect people. And she's like, oh, you're the protector of the refugees? My Nari says that. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to protect me, too? I Sorry to beat you, but... <laughs> <laughs> sorry to beat you. What? No, the craziest part about this that neither one of us mentioned is that the whole time that Kara is narrating she's talking to crypto who's dead and buried on the yeah, yeah crypto. and like it's not funny because i love crypto but just the fact that- it was something so where was i um yeah so basically lenari tells her her whole life story which is like we're on this there's two we come from like it's basically like white martians versus green martians right like there's the sky uh what were they called I don't remember, but there were the sky people, the ocean people, and I guess the land people, and they had all been fighting over this gem for like a thousand billion years, and the reason why nobody was able to find it was because it was inside of a person, and the the girl's dad gave it to her and was like, you know, run, da 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 and so then I guess her aunt came and was like, you need to give me this, I'm finna kill you, and then Carl was like, no. But then Lenari started jumping in. I was like, okay, so we gang gang. I I understood. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because Kara spent that whole time like teaching her like basically some old Buddhist type shit, and she's like, 
just got to breathe, be peaceful. Like, think about what you want. Don't think about your responsibilities. Fuck responsibilities. It's all about you. Like, let's be happy, not healthy, you know? And No, we were going to be happy and healthy. We're going to be happy and healthy, my bad. You're right. So that's what happens. And so they've obviously built this bond. And then Lenari's aunt shows up. And she's this giant dragon creature looking type thing. It was wild. And she's like, give me back that gym. And then they're all like, no. And then Kara... So they have this little bomb, right? And she's like, her aunt does. Her aunt has this bomb. And she's like, if you don't give me back that gym, I'm going to blow up this planet, this moon. And Kara's like, no, you're not. You're faking. And she's like, am I? And then hits the button on the bomb and like makes this explosion. I don't know why it didn't blow up the moon. I don't think that part was clear, right? The part, I, I wasn't sure about that, but it actually, they called, that was a call back to earlier. Um, because Kara, uh, she told Lenari the same thing. Like, hey, you need to, st-. that was how she stopped her from beating her ass. I forgot about that. Cause she was like, you need to stop or I've got a bomb. And she was bluffing. Yeah. Like she had the bomb. But the aunt was not bluffing. That bitch had the bomb and she exploded <laughs> it. And that, you know, kind of pissed Kara off just a little bit. She, she kind of forgot that she was a pacifist for a second there, I think. Cause she lost her mind, which like, is what to- we like to see. It was like that Demi Lovato gift, like, I'm about to beat this bitch up. It was exactly that. And then you know what she did? She beat that bitch up. (laughs) She was whipping that girl up and down the moon, back and forth, left and right, everywhere. And then the little child girl was like, was like, auntie, I'm gonna take your powers, period. You gonna learn how to garden like me, period. I was like, okay, period. Like everything she said, I was with it. I was like, period. And then, like, you see through um, hanging out with Lenari, like, Kara has become kind of beloved by the moon people. And everything is just peaceful after that. I was like, okay, we at peace. We peaceful. We've healed. We've moved on. I was... Um, well, yeah, what happens is Lenari takes Kara's powers, right? And then she becomes super powerful and somehow, like, takes everybody's powers with that gym and then destroys the gym and it was really good and then everybody ended up happy and peaceful it was really cute because they but all I still wasn't sure shit. if car like got her oh i guess she like really did take car's powers like completely away i wasn't sure if she got them back like that part was kind of unclear no they said it later on they said that it took longer than usual because she took all her powers but she ended up getting them back hmm, okay maybe i just wasn't paying i read this like really late at night it was like 4 a.m and i was like mm. well not this night it was last week but but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. It told a good story again, and it told a complete story in two issues, which is impressive. So, and you know, I just like Kara Sorrell, so I'm a little bit biased on this Period. one. Period. So I would say five out of five, just because I'm a little bit biased. And it was a really cute story with a happy ending. And the I, art was gorgeous. The beautiful. two Marguerites, they know what to do. And she got to keep... Kara ends up dying, though. She dies of old age, but like, Clark never dies of old age? Explain that to me. I, we, we don't know how long it took her to die. You can't Superman kill a woman like that. The end of time, but whatever. Either way, it was very good. Told a good story. Had a good um, lesson to learn in there. Great. Definitely recommend it. I would too, to anybody who would ask. Um, now <laughs> I know, I know. Last time we talked about Future State, you were really curious about um, how I how curious I was about Future State Aquaman. Oh, how I yeah, told you they, they ended up on, on Neptune or Neptune. Yes. Okay, yes. do you remember our Loki episode that we literally just did um, where I said time was like a river and you, yes. how you throw a stone in and it makes ripples and they ripple and it's never the same after that? Mm-hmm. 
Now, what if I told you that the plot of Future State Aquaman, that time was not a river, it was an ocean. And Andy and Jackson literally argued so much that they swam into the ocean of time. It was like ocean of time and space. And they just ended up in different worlds, like world after world after world. And they ended up on Neptune. And like Andy manages to swim away. and (laughs) They swam to Neptune is what you just said. They swam through the ocean of space and time and ended up on Jackson gets taken prisoner. So he's like literally in prison. And they it was it was more about like a prison of the mind. I don't know. I gave Future State Aquaman three stars because I felt like there was a lot of maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind to read it and like take it in. But there was a lot of confusion. And I was really mad that he was in prison. Like, I was like, dang, so you, well, he made all these escape attempts, but he never escaped until, like, the day that Andy came to come rescue him. I was like, okay. And then, I, just, when they, the power reveal on Andy, I was, they, the fact that they were arguing and they argued their way into different worlds, it really did make me laugh. It was, like, overall, it was a pretty solid future state story. They managed to get everything that needed to be done, done in two episodes. I said episodes, I meant issues. Except that they didn't go home. They just stayed on Neptune. They no, swam the way they there kept and swimming there. through the ocean. They were like, "We're together. We'll we'll make sure it gets done." You know, we know the way. But I was like, "But you didn't find your way back home." <laughs> okay. And then, like, I don't like huh. stuff where people are trapped on deserted islands. And Andy was alone without Jackson for a long time, so she was on this beach, like making fires, and like, and she made enemies with like these wish granting fish people or something so they would sabotage her at every turn and then finally she was like no and that's when she decides she's gonna she's like i'm gonna find jackson i'm gonna break him out and i don't give a damn how about that huh okay so there's like no happy ending to this story like they just didn't figure it out well no it's a happy ending and that they you know she rescues him like even like i feel like and it's been a couple of years too because he looks like older in <laughs> When they show him being rescued, he looks older, and so does she. Like she's older and taller, and mm-hmm. like so, I'm like, how long have y'all been away from home? Who is guarding the seven seas? I know Garth and Tula really thought they're like, well, you know, our man Jackson is Aquaman now. We could kind of, you know, we don't really got to be doing this. Okay, but they never found their way back home. They just save him, and they're like, implied that they are going to, but they really are just like, well, we're done. And I was like. We not done. That was my put some more on because that's not enough. You were so excited for that one too. That's disappointing. Well, I'm still like I still liked it. Like, but you know, I hate open endings. Same. Just, they annoy me, and especially with superhero comics because they can be so ambiguous. And you know, like with superhero stuff, people die. So I was like, um. And then I'm still really excited to read uh, Aquaman the Becoming. I think that comes out, what I said, September, later so later this year or in like next month, I guess. Ooh, yeah. Wow, time's really slipping away. And I still it's have like to read. Like ocean. Uh, I hate you so much for that. I will still read any future Jackson Hyde as Aquaman materials. And I would still recommend Future State Aquaman. I just, I was, I thought it was going to be something different than what it was. Or, like, yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, a quick jaunt, like, to Neptune. And that was, like, the story. So, I was like, oh. Nope. Instead, they swam their way to Neptune. I get it, though. <laughs> um, I have... I don't like open-ended comic books either. Because, like you just said, it's very ambiguous. And because I'm not good at segues, I'm going to talk about Justice League Dark, which did the exact same thing. 
Future State Justice League Dark. Okay, I don't even want to talk about Future State Justice League just because I want to spend time on Justice League Dark. However, Justice League was great. I think everybody should read that one. If you want to see Yara Floor and Jonathan Kent being cute, but not romantic, but like good superheroes, it's a great story. Wait, wait, wait. So Yara Floor is in it? Because in the Future State one, Superman Wonder Woman, um, she said that she didn't want to be, she called the Justice League lame. like, And she was like, Psh, I ain't even trying to do that. Yeah, no, she was the Wonder Woman in this one, and it was so good. But to be fair, she was right. The Justice League was lame. She was not wrong. <laughs> but I think they make really good partners. I think you would really like Superman, um, Wonder Woman. I'll probably end up reading it just because I have, like I said, overall, I've enjoyed Super State, Future State, and I'm going to keep reading them. I can't promise I'll read the Gotham one, but I might, maybe. I even read the Shazam one. Did I tell you that? Why would you do that? I <laughs> Oh, I know you just don't like Shazam, but it gives me anxiety to see like kids fight, even though one of my favorite movies is like the kid who would be king. It it gives me anxiety. Well, I've read the Teen Titans and then Teen Titans leads up into Shazam. So I was like, they they fuck up. They got Raven fucked up, first of all, again, like they always do. First of all, what they really had messed up was the fact that they're still Teen Titans. Like y'all are adults. Oh, no, Yellow that's the point. This is, like, after the Teen Titans have already been destroyed, so it's, like, the original team. Starfire's even... No, she's not dead at that point. She... Never mind. Never mind. That's a different thing. Um, but anyways, yeah, so Raven gets fucked up in this one, and it's it's crazy. And what happens is, long story short, Billy, the child himself, is locked in hell. I was like, why did I read this? Billy... Billy Batson? Billy Batson. Not Shazam. Shazam is on Earth. Like, just literally killing people losing his mind a little bit what? it's yeah this Where story that at? girl don't reach shazam either <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm gonna tell you just don't reach shazam Sick girl anyways <laughs> it was crazy but anyways back to future state justice league dark um so my issue with justice league dark <laughs> i went into this one so excited and it was very very good overall what happens is we don't really know what happens actually all we know is merlin just went a little bit crazy crazy and he controls all earthly magic basically and he's losing it he wants dr fate's helmet because that's the only part that he can't do is see the future and merlin just basically took over the whole world and for humans he put like a magic force field around the world so they see things as normal even though it's not like there's demons everywhere like shit's just going wrong well we something happened to Jason Blood and Etrigan, which we don't really know at the beginning of it, but we know Etrigan is in he bonded with a monkey named Bobo now. So that's Pardon? a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's with the monkey. And this monkey, do you know who Bobo is? No. He's one of Zatanna's friends, basically. And he's like a sword fighting monkey. He's a little chimp. He's tiny. <laughs> he's kind of cool though. He's I honestly wish smart. you could see my face right now. Cause you know I hate monkeys. So I will like but Bobo. <sighs> I hate every part of that. <laughs> yeah, and Etrigan is bonded with Bobo, which you don't know at first. And all of a sudden, because they're talking, it's just Zatanna and Bobo, the monkey, walking around. And then Zatanna's like, oh my god, there's something up there. We need him. And then Bobo's like, I don't want to do that. And you're like, who's him? And then all of a sudden, he does a little Etrigan talk. You the know? gone, gone, the form of man, arise the demon Etrigan. Except it's gone, gone, the form of like primate or something like that now you know what's funny <laughs> i didn't even know that etrigan could talk normal like without rhyming i thought he had to i thought so too until like 
well, how did I find this out? He was really depressed about something. He was just talking. Oh, normal. were you watching the Justice League Dark, the second movie? Because that's what it was. I, I guess I had just never paid enough attention, but I had never heard him talk like in a full sentence or like yeah. without rhyming. And I was like, this is preference. I yeah, was he does it on purpose. I thought it was I thought it was just because he had to. He's a demon. I, 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 you know, I ain't no demon. I don't know how demons work. I just figured, you know, saying. that's his demon thing. They're all different. You never know, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so, okay. So Bobo and Etrigan, they're together. They're bonded. Long story short, um, Zatanna's like, okay, let's go find Ragman. Ragman will help us find, I can't remember what they were looking for. Dr. Fate, maybe? I can't remember what they were looking for. But basically, he's like, all right, John Constantine was in here looking for something. He built this magic spell in Los Angeles. No, I'm sorry. He built a magic hidden shield in las vegas there's this old old homeless man he's blind but he has a can that he opens up and he can see the future so if you're looking right you're like oh that's dr fate they find dr fate because they show up to find john constantine because john constantine's always in the middle of everything wrong you know that's he's such a messy hoe and it's like for someone who claims they don't want to be bothered or for somebody who's not willing to step in and help when bad things happen why do you want to be in the know so bad well, this time he's actually being good because Merlin what? had basically taken over the world at this point. So he's like helping people like he's built his own little refugee area. Wow. Not him behaving altruistically. I'm sorry, John, because I count you out immediately. I, As you should, because they don't tell you he built a magic force field around there. They're just like, John did something there. And they're like, what could he possibly have done in the end of time? Like, what the fuck? But he's being good. That's what he did. Go, John. Um, so what happens? Okay, basically, Etrigan shows up because he's like, Madame Xanadu does her cards, you know, and she's like, all right, we need a demon for this part. And then Bobo's like, oh, man, I got to turn into that demon. Okay. And then he turns into Etrigan. Etrigan blows hellfire on this old man. And then you find out that it's Dr. Fate. And Dr. Fate's like, okay, so here's the situation, y'all. You know I can see the future, right? Well, I got into a fight. My helmet got fucked up. Sorry, can't see the future. But I did go back in time at somehow and meet this other girl. And what was the other girl's name? The other girl's name was... Oh, okay. I don't know how to say this. I think it's Howhet. And Howhet is older and more wise than Naboo, you know? So she fixes his helmet. She gives him, like, magic powers so he can see the future again. Except she's better than Naboo, so he can see all the futures. Very age... Or, I'm sorry, very Avengers endgame, you know, how he does that. He was like, and there's only one future where we succeed. We're in the endgame now. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Dr. Fate's like, I've seen every future. This is the only one that we survive. Um, here's what we're going to do. By the way, Etrigan refuses to fight Merlin because Merlin separated Etrigan and Jason Blood. So we're like, okay. And then Dr. Fate's like, okay, by the way, Etrigan, um, he kind of killed Jason Blood. Sorry. So you can fight him now. It's good. And that was a thing because you know what happens? Etrigan gets a little mad because he's like, oh, he killed my friend, Jason Blood, the other guy I'm supposed to be bonded to, not this monkey. And he gets mad. He starts whooping everybody. Enchantress shows up because she's apparently like Merlin's right hand because, you know, he controls all magic. So why would he not have Enchantress, right? Of course. This whole right. was in it too. Of course she was. So he just beats her ass, first of all. And then she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> because he owns all earthly magic, but Etrigan gets his magic from hell. So he's just out here blasting hell magic all over the place. <laughs> that's why he's... That's Wait, where, where was Raven in this, in this? She's a demon too. You know, she's probably locked in the Rock of Eternity because that's a thing that happens. And Justin, or Teen Titans. 
I'm assuming that's where she is. I don't really know. They couldn't let her out on good behavior. Well, she's possessed by the four horsemen of the apocalypse at this point. It's a thing. Not a great thing, but it's a thing. Anyway, I'm ready to talk about Superman Worlds of War. Okay, because... sorry, I'll finish up. Sorry. It ends up and then like, what happens? So he beats Enchantress, right? And Enchantress is like, sorry, my bad. Like, don't kill me. And then Merlin shows up with his other right-hand man. And you know who it is? Guess who it is? Dr. Fate? No, it's Jason Blood. He's alive. What the hell? Yes, Dr. Fate lied to him. He's like, yeah, sorry. So... If you don't kill everybody, Merlin, then I will help you see the future because you know you can't. That's why you needed me. And that's what happens. That's how it ends. He agrees to it. And then Jason Blood walks off with Merlin and uh, Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate joined Merlin's evil side. And that's how it ends. That's it. It just ends like that. Very open-ended. That's not even open-ended. That's like fatalistic ending. It it's didn't like, yeah. to be continued. It said, end. I was like... You're just going to leave me like that? Like, all these people are beating on the ground, and you're just going to leave me like that? <laughs> it was wild. So because of that reason, I rated it a lot lower with a 3 out of 5 instead of, like, a 4 out of 5 or something. Because I was like, you can't end a story like that, right? Well, they've demonstrated to you that they very much can. It was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. That was You sound so offended. It was ridiculous. It, I am offended. I went into that one so happy and I was like, all right, they're about to whoop Merlin. How are they going to do this? And they don't. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> you know what you should have read instead of that? Superman Anything. Wonder Woman, because I'm telling you, it's so good. Anything else. But say lovey. That's how it is. So, you know, I just found out what that meant like the other day. Really? Well, because I... It wasn't the other day. It was actually maybe a couple months ago because I had been hearing people say say lovey forever and I was like what is la vie and i didn't i didn't okay here's the worst part it was it was a couple years ago when i found out it was french but i never had heard somebody say it clearly where i could be like oh say la vie you know and people who they'd be like say and then we live in texas so people be like say la vie oh yeah 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 so i had never heard somebody say like if i had heard the words individually like i know what that means i would have been like oh yeah yeah such is life (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about Superman and these titties. You mean Thotty Man? Oof, and wasn't he though? Wasn't he just a little bit? You know, okay, I'm gonna let you start with this one. Okay, first of all, first of all, I'm okay, I'm doing like a pervert <laughs> laugh. I'm sorry. Um, no, I really I'm not sure exactly how I felt about Superman Worlds of War. I gave it, I would say four stars because I was very entertained, but I'm not sure how much of that was the story and how much of it was the art. Like, because Superman, I was like, this is how they, this, this is how you should appear forever. Like, normally I'm not like Dark Snow over Superman, but I don't know, something about the little, a little gray hair, something about signing he's age, you know, this is what tom welling was giving on the crisis of infinite earths arrowverse special this is what the people would like to see out of this Mr. was a, clark kent a very handsome aged dilf daddy superman you know beefcake zaddy superman that's exactly what it was Different now who was expecting of the comic. It? you know who was thankful for that Whew. but the story starts off with um so superman is disappeared oh yeah right? the story right I okay, so I actually wasn't the biggest fan of Superman Worlds of War, but like I said, like you said, this artwork, Chef's Kiss right there. And, so, 
<laughs> it starts off with um Superman has disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to him. They all think he's dead somewhere. So there's like uh is it, well, it's, it's it's not even like that they think he's dead. Like there's conspiracy theories. Everybody's like, "Well, Superman's here. Superman's here. Superman's probably dead." And there's this girl who is she goes to Smallville cuz people take like pilgrimages to Smallville, Kansas cuz everybody knows that Superman is Clark Kent now, which yeah, I always think there's a huge memorial there and one of them even says at some point Superman became too powerful. He just turned into the wind. He's always with us. I was like, bro, chill. Like, you know those memes about people who smoke weed and <laughs> oh, he seemed very hippie. That guy. He was, was like a walking weed meme. I was like, bro, chill, because it ain't even that serious. It and then this girl who like we're following through that part of the story, she just gets up and leaves because she's like, look, first of all, shut up, shut your ass up. How about shut up? Have you considered shutting up? And like she's like, y'all are fake phony posers because she's at some kind of like memorial group for people who've been saved by Superman. Mm-hmm. And she gets up and then she they were like, Well, you never said how Superman saved you. And she's like, Superman didn't save me. I was saved by Clark Kent. Like and he was I a was good like, person who did mm. good things. And I was like, period. That was so sweet. I love that. And then they all start kind of almost not necessarily making fun of her, but borderline making fun of her. They say something like, well, it's Clark Kent is not Superman. Superman is the one with the powers. Clark Kent was just a nobody, basically, like, is what they said. And she's like, get out of here. And I was like, I was ready to hop in the comic book and fight them because that's always been one of the reasons why I love Superman, because he and Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, they do a really good job of showing Lois and Clark as people who matter on a very street level. Like there are people who care about what's going on in Metropolis. They like reach out and connect with people. People look to them for help, even more so than they look to Superman, because they know that Lois and Clark can be trusted, like that they are always going to do the right thing, you know, and they care right. about what happens to people. And that's what she was giving in Superman World war she was like listen clark can't change so many people's lives with his writing with the strength and content of his character with the things that it was not the powers that made him super it was what those two kansas farmers taught him period it was the parents that sent him to earth to be saved when they knew that their world wasn't going to make it period it was his entire lineage it was everyone who helped get him there that is the strength that superman really has not the powers not the yellow sun Period. That's what it is. And to see that validated. And then also she was a black girl. So, I, you know, I'm a black girl. So I was like, period. Hashtag mm-hmm. black girl magic. Yep. And then she, how does that even end up? She ends up walking away, right? I don't know. She's just like, she's like, Superman, I know you out there and we waiting for you, period. And then we see Superman on the war world with this thotty, thot, 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 thot outfit on. Because he got on these little panties. He got on some boots. They throw, it's like, ironically, like we, we were having a conversation earlier about uh, Thor Ragnarok, right? It was, it was like he got thrown into a gladiator arena and there was somebody next to him who we were following and not Superman. And Mongol too is like, <laughs> was like, it doesn't matter who we put in next to you, Superman. You're not gonna, they're not gonna be able to save you. And I don't even think Superman has any powers on World World because I think it's under a red sun. He's yeah, just, I think so. He's just thought that thought it up. But Superman is actually like he's become a great fighter. I was like, okay, period. He got a little sword. You know, he he doing his thing. And then as soon as they finish fighting, why do they take him to be this? Who Andrew? Who did the art for this? You're gonna need to tell me this. Um, hold on. Let me let me look it up. Keep talking. Because that that will be 
it's going to be a mystery tool that helps us out later because whoever did this is a little <laughs> bit of a pervert. He was all strung up by his arms, covered in chains. He was talking his noise. I was like, talk your shit, Superman, period. Let them know they ain't got you beat. All right, baby. You know, I, I'm a Superman stand first and foremost. It's a core part of my personality. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they had them all <laughs> chained up. They were, they were like showing him from different angles. I was like, whoever it was made very this. like, um, what is it, Smallville? When Tom yeah. Wells all chained up, your favorite scene ever. It was so that's your favorite scene ever. My favorite scene ever is when the, ju- the first Justice League forms and they're all in front of the explosion. Speak for yourself, pervert. But I do know exactly what scene you're talking about because you're talking about the episode where Lana gets possessed by her ancestor from France who is a witch and she chains him up in the barn and his glistening chest is just exposed to the Kansas sun. Not that I'm a pervert like you. I just happen to know the show. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, fun fact, I saved my notes for this episode as Thotty Man instead of like Superman World. Support. You did not. <laughs> yeah. So his um it was the artist is Michael Hanin. Sorry, we don't know I think it's Michael. Michael Hanin. Or it's either Hanin or Yanni, but I'm pretty sure it's Michael Hanin. I'm sorry, sir, if you ever listen to this. Sir, I promise you do you, amazing I will, work. I will look up the pronunciation and I will put it in the show notes for everybody. I am very sorry that we did not get our stuff together before this, but I've already called you a pervert once, sir. Um, it was in the last episode. And I'm going to have to do it again because, sir, you, you need an award. Um, but, mm. <laughs> sir. And it was also written by Philip Kennedy Johnson, just in case anybody Philip wants Kennedy to know. Philip Kennedy Johnson, first of all, if this is what you telegraphed to be to be illustrated out, you're a pervert too um because no why was it like why was it at different angles it was the different angles for me but what okay so superman's on world ward right and he refuses to like kill anybody because that's superman which personally if i'm on world world and i have his power every man for himself but killing everybody what i think he wants to protect refugees that's what he's doing he's protecting other refugees in the ring because he's like i'm not letting anybody get hurt not on my watch what i think is great about superman though is that he keeps trying even though it's difficult at this moment for him to escape like I don't believe that he'll be stuck there forever, but like they are, they're doing my man Superman bad. I I don't like that you said, because I feel like this is a common misconception that like he doesn't want to kill because he's Superman because Superman will absolutely kill. That's the thing though. Um, it he really just depends kill on, humans. it depends on what, who has written Superman. Honestly, some writers will make Superman kill other aliens just because, but then others are like very pacifistic Superman and, it doesn't make sense to me. Personally. I don't believe Superman is a pacifist. I think, like, to him, it's probably just not fair. He'd be like, eh, I could kill Lex Luthor. Like, he probably, and it's probably, like, easy. He's just like, no, but, like, he killed Darkseid. Some people definitely write him as a pacifist, like, straight up. That's and, stupid. Superman's like, not a pacifist. I think Superman liked to fight. He from Kansas. Superman, and he's had to be careful his whole life. I think big farm country thick superman been waiting to wrestle some folks he's been waiting That's his whole life for this every time dark side shows up he's like here we go period this is the one <laughs> <laughs> y'all need me <laughs> finally <laughs> well if i must <laughs> shows up beats the dog shit out of him flies away that's it he's like thank god that's done but <laughs> you know i hate to do that to him y'all but needs must 
If I oh, have to, please stop calling it Superman. Because, <laughs> like, I think Superman Worlds of War was uh pretty good, but I think it should have gone on for at least another issue. It was like the same thing as Future State Aquaman, where it didn't have a real like end. Um, excuse me, we need to get back to the status quo. Can this man please get rescued? Can somebody come get him? I yeah, who was it? Was it? It wasn't Mister Terrific, was it? It was actually yeah, Mister oh, Terrific okay. and. How did I forget that Midnighter was there? They had Midnighter. a whole subplot line. That's why I feel like maybe there was there's another issue that's coming, or maybe I missed something. I really have to check and see if this story is over because there's this whole subplot. Like there's like three plots going on with the girl um <laughs> in, in Smallville with Superman and then with Midnighter and Mr. Terrific. Like Midnighter is leaving himself messages like through time mr terrific is trying to like save superman as well and i was really excited because you know i love midnighter i love apollo i love the authority yeah. so i was like yes okay i'm i'm excited to see speaking of michael hanin or what did we just establish it was hanin or yanni shit michael hanin um I'm going to say because it has a J, Hunting. Mikkel Hunting is doing the art for um, Grant Morrison's uh, Superman and the Authority. And when I heard Superman and the Authority, I did not, because I'm stupid, I did not mentally understand that it was that, the Authority. So I was like, yes, because I want to know what Superman and Apollo are going to do on the same team. How's that going to go? I have the powers of God. So do I, baby. You ain't special. Yeah, Mr. Terrific is up on World War II and he sends a message back to Earth to like get help. But the message gets misconstrued because it does get to Earth, but it gets misconstrued a little bit. And Jonathan Kent picks it up and thinks it's a threat, which I think is what happens to Metropolis. He's like, all right, I got to save him. I don't really know because I didn't read that part. But but yeah, he sent it to, but he literally sent it to and transmitted it to himself yeah, in Metropolis. Awesome. Yeah. So he yeah. stuck in Metropolis. Which is why I said this really needs another issue. Um, I think I said I gave this four stars, but really it's more like a three and a half because I think it just needs a little bit more and this would be a really good story. It left so much open. Like you don't know what happened because it says continue reading in House of L, which is why I read House of L. But House of L is so far into the future. It's way past World World and it doesn't tell you anything that happened with Clark. Like at all. You don't know, like, I don't even know how it led up to that. Well, Black Racer was also a subplot in one of this. And, and Oh, yeah, because Black Racer was there. That was a couple Black. pages. I don't know. I feel like I was kind of mad that it didn't have an ending. So <laughs> I didn't take a lot of notes on the part that I didn't like. I was like, yep, that happened. Well, that's the only thing that continues in House of L is Black Racer shows up and she's just beating everybody she's beating isn't it funny else. when there's like a black um super character and they got black in their name i thought about that too they made this black girl black racer and then they try to mean like black means death and it's like mm. i was like uh maybe don't phrase it like that because that makes it seem racist like um well, i don't know i think black racer is better than like what if she was called like dark racer or something then you'd be <laughs> like it's like it's like, were you trying to be racist or are you just stupid? Because when they put dark and stuff, I'd be like, um, we're not going to associate dark with bad. They could have called her like death racer because if darkness is supposed to mean death, you could have just went right there, you know, or mm. black is supposed to mean death. You could have went straight to the point. You know, there were choices. Uh, but, you know, honestly, with that black thing, I feel like if I was a black superhero. Oh, actually, no. If I got any powers, I would probably be a villain. I'd want to be black something. You know what? They never did Black Adam like that. 
But have you ever seen that Key and Peele sketch where they're like doing like a Voltron riff or whatever? And like the only person who's supposed to be black is Peele and he's like the Green Falcon or something. And they keep saying Black Falcon. And he's like, wait, do you guys mean me? Because like I'm the Green Falcon. And they're like, yeah, Black Falcon. Don't be such a Black Falcon about it. He's like, I don't like the way you guys said black. Like, and they they're so busy like having this whole discussion that I think whatever they were trying to do doesn't get done and there's like an explosion. Um, so yeah, I, that's kind of what I got yeah. from the black razor thing. I had this whole like spiral about it. Uh and so I would say overall, Superman Worlds of War, it was cool, but it just needed a little bit more. But the art that was primo. Can't wait to read Superman and the Authority. Can't wait to get a hold of Superman and the Authority. Yeah, um, I and I guess that's i think superman worlds of war told a good story i think it needed more time to tell more of this story because we, we don't we don't have enough of what actually happened here we don't know how he got to world world we don't know how he gets off of world world we just know that it happened you know and then a lot of the future state stories i would like to see continued a little bit like uh please do not be afraid to expand upon what you have already done what i really like about dc comics is that they will dare have um 47 different plot lines going on with the same characters with no interaction like we need to continue that because i need a little bit more i agree i agree i liked there's a lot of stories in future state i straight up do not like like green lantern that sucked like green lantern like teen titans like shazam like, <laughs> uh, the only the only one that i read that i did not like was green lantern and i actually didn't finish it like out of everything i said i was gonna read i was like oh i read like eight pages and i was like this is boring yeah, I'm going to keep reading Super State, uh, Future State, though. I'm going to keep reading Future State. I enjoy it overall. But I will also keep talking to you about it, like, whenever we're not recording. I will say, though, based on your recommendation, I will try Immortal Wonder Woman. And I will maybe try Justice League. So I really think that's all for this week's episode of True Believers. And we would like to say a special to thank you to everyone who's been sharing, because we notice you guys. We see y'all doing that. So thank you so much for that. Like, honestly, thank y'all. I think it's really great. Um, so thank you to everyone who's been sharing and we would like to give a special shout out to just a few of you and we'll do shout outs every week as well right Mm, maybe not every week but at least every other week we'll make time for it we'll make time for you guys because it's amazing thank you so for this week thank you to jesse who did not want us to give her instagram handle but i see you jesse you're amazing and matthew at matthew guy underscore on instagram and the ultimate Jesus freak. We we see you, girl. We know who you are. <laughs> I I literally want you guys to know that that's not any kind of like religious prejudice. I will explain it in the show notes. The answer is incredibly hilarious. So please be looking forward to that. I want to thank everybody for listening, for the feedback and the support. We'll see you next Wednesday, August the 25th, where we will be time traveling back to 2011 and diving into some of the delightful DC Nation shorts. We're available on all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you like the show, please leave us a review and continue sharing with your friends. It really helps us a lot. And as always, if you want to leave a suggestion on what we read or watch, we, you can find us and DM us on Instagram at True Believers Pod and on Twitter at True Believers P. Yes, the name was too long. And you can even email us at number one True Believers Pod at gmail.com. Yep, you can find all that in the show notes as well. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye.